0: Let's turn in God's word to Colossians 3 Colossians 3 We'll be reading verses 1 through 25 the whole chapter in Colossians 3 Colossians 3 verse 1 these are God's Words. Let's give our full attention to our God who speaks on high. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. And Christ, who is our life, shall appear... Then shall ye also appear with them in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth: fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful. The wor- let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed... Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and Father and the Father by Him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. Those are God's words. Having exalted in Christ and our union with Christ in the last chapter, the Apostle exhorts us all to set our hearts upon heaven above and to take our concerns and loves off of this world. And he communicates that and exhorts us that through through verse 4. And then through verse 11, the Lord through Paul calls us to put to death our sin, to mortify our sins. And then through verse 17, he presses you to a mutual love and compassion to those in the church, a unity one with another, same that we heard in, very similar to what we heard in Ephesians 4. And then you think through this, friend, verse 16. How do we grow in this? How do we grow in unity? How do we grow in love to one another? Well, He tells us. Love and compassion for the church. How do we grow in holiness and righteousness before Him? He tells us, through the Word. Through the Word. Man's Word? No. He says, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. So then the Word of Christ and man's Word, right? No. Not at all. The Word of Christ and the Word of Christ alone, he says. Well, How will Christ's Word dwell in us richly? Reading it, hearing it, preached and read, and singing it. You ask the question, well, how can I, a child, uh, a wife, a mother... Daughter, son, a father and husband. How can I, as it says here, teach and admonish one another in the church? He tells us by singing. And our singing, that's what we do. That's what He says to do here. If you want to grow in holiness and righteousness, if you want to grow in love and compassion for the church and unity in the church... You are to let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly through your singing. Through your singing. So to meditate upon it, and how to meditate upon it, but to memorize so that His Word, Christ's Word, dwells in us. By singing. That's why we encourage you to memorize the Psalms as we sing them. By singing. Not singing man's Word, Not singing some of Christ's Word and some of man's Word. Not singing what men have come to determine is what God's Word says. But singing God's Word. Christ's Word. And where have we learned that Christ sings with us? We're told it in Hebrews. He sings with the assembly in the Psalms. And that's the command here, friends. Singing as we teach and admonish one another in Psalms. Hymns and spiritual songs. All those words that we have previously studied, we've used, they are used in the book of Psalms for different types of Psalms in a common Hebrew idiom for the Psalms. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You know, in the, the Old Testament, you often see, and Paul does this because he's Jewish, right? You often see a Hebrew idiom used where they repeat something three times with different words. That's a Hebrew idiom, and here, All these words referring to the Psalms. And that's why we sing the Psalms. And that's why we sing the Psalms only. Because we are to sing and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. We don't sing man's Word because then man's Word would dwell in our hearts. We sing Christ's Word therefore. That we might grow in righteousness and holiness and unity in the church and Christ. And then the last verses, he concludes his exhortations regarding, just like Ephesians, different relationships. And since we just covered that in Ephesians, we won't cover that again here. Let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful for Your Word. We're thankful that You teach us, uh, even here as we've emphasized this evening, because our denomination at the synod level has seen fit to remind churches, and elders, and pastors, to preach and teach on exclusive psalmody regularly. And here we, we see it in your Word, and so we should highlight it, because we know that it is not a very established doctrine, even amongst our own denomination. And there are men, even pastors, who are going to other churches and singing man-made hymns, man-made songs. And how grievous that is to our hearts. Because here you teach us very clearly that we ought to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing one another with that very Word by singing the Psalms to one another. And Father, that for the purpose. We know that we would grow in unity and holiness and righteousness and love and mortify our sins and to be shepherded by the great and good shepherd Jesus Christ as He sings with us, even as we're taught in Hebrews, how He sings with us the psalms and the assembly as we gather together even now. And we'll sing with us in a moment as we sing Psalm 23. Our Father, we're thankful for our shepherd. We pray that You would cause us to be faithful, to be shepherded by Him, and follow and submit unto Him in all things. As we are to, in all relationships of life, submit as unto the Lord, as we even heard here in our passage. Father, today we ask that You would grow us in unity, grow us in holiness, grow us in righteousness for Christ's sake, for Your glory and for the glory of Your Son. We desire that You would be exalted and praised. We desire that You would be adored. That from our hearts would come forth praises. Praises that are pure. Praises that are holy. Praises that are righteous. Praises that you would receive as pleasing in your sight and even as a sweet aroma in your nostrils. And that could only be your very word. For it is pure and perfect, and true, and there are no lies. In our own experience, Father, as we've sung man-made hymns, we have found over and over and time and time again, errors, and sin, and false teaching. And Father, we pray that You would keep us from that. Grow us in a knowledge and understanding and wisdom of what we ought to sing in the church and in the churches. Uh, Father, and we pray that you would grow many to come and love the singing of the psalms, for you have given us your word to sing, even a psalter, a hymn book in the middle of our Bibles to sing from. And we give you praise for this, that you don't leave us in the dark. And yet, Father, we we, uh, grieve over the fact that many men have turned from this way. That is, the way that most of the church has praised You for, uh, for centuries and, and millennia, even going back to the Old Testament. How we are so wayward. And so, Father, we pray that You would turn us and send Your Spirit in revival and revive us again. Uh, Father, we pray that You would bless Your people. We pray that we would be blessed by You, not because we deserve it, but because of Your Son, Jesus Christ, that we would uh, be blessed, that we would respond with praise and thanksgiving, and therefore that He would receive all the glory. You would receive all the glory. We pray for our nation, that You would turn this nation from its wickedness and its sin and its encroachment upon You and blasphemy of Your name and denouncing of You, and even condemning the message proclaimed of the Gospel in various places. Now this nation hates You. Father, we pray that You would show mercy, and You would send forth Your Spirit and power and change the hearts of many. Not because we deserve it as a nation, we certainly do not. We deserve to be judged and this nation come to ruin in nothing. But Father, for Your mercy's sake, for Your glory, for the sake of Jesus Christ, Your Son, that His name would be praised, and many more would come and lift up their praises, uh, praises even from Your Word. And they would give You all adoration and exalt in Your name. That's what we desire. That would be true of this nation. And of the churches, and there's many wayward churches, Father, turn them back to You and cause them to praise Your name, not their own. Uh, Father, we do praise You as well for how You have upheld us for so long. And I even had a man uh, come this this morning who used to be a member of this congregation many years ago, even um, about a decade before I even came. And uh, Father, we pray that you would guide him as he's looking for a church. Pray that you would be with him. His name is Pete. You know him, and uh, some here know him. But Father, we pray that you would grant him wisdom and where uh, he would be settled with your bride and the congregation of your people and worship uh, rightly from his heart. And we pray that you, if it would be your will, that he would uh, come with us and join with us for your glory and your namesake. But let your will be done. And Father, we pray that you would uh, be with uh, each one of us in our occupations and our jobs. That you would uphold us and strengthen us to serve you. And, and in those times that we work, as well, we've heard this this very evening about relationships of parents and children and husbands and wives. Father Grant. And all these relationships, are your blessing. Uh, Father, help husbands to love their wives and and uh, sacrifice for them. We pray that you would grant wives that very difficult duty of submitting to their husbands, submitting to sinners, uh, as unto the Lord. Uh, Father, we ask that you would grant parents and fathers love for their children and not to aggravate their children to anger or disobedience and that you'd be with children as well and send your spirit and change their hearts so that they would honor their father and mother, that their days would be long in the land that you grant to them. Uh, Father, we ask that you would grant them uh, many blessings and wisdom of being the children of godly parents, that they would not Waste the great privilege they've been granted by You of being covenant children and hearing the promises. And as we've studied recently, Father, we pray that they would not be covenant breakers but covenant keepers. And we too, adults, that You would make us covenant keepers and not covenant breakers where we rebel against You like Israel and like Judah. Father, we do praise you, we're thankful for how you've blessed us, pray that you would bless others, and we ask that you would uh, grant to the other churches in need of ministers, uh, those ministers they need, faithful men, uh, to preach your word zealously with boldness, uh, with grace, and yet uh, with no fear of man, but fear of you alone. Even that, as we will hear this evening, that Isaiah has, had and has now, that true fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Grant that to all of us this evening. And bless your people, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.